You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Let me tell you a little story, people. It's the story of cat women. And a lot of times people get to give women that have cats a bad rap. And I don't give women that have cats a bad rap. I mean, there's a certain level of catness that I think would make me go, ha <laughs> no. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, if a woman has two cats, I'm cool with that. You know, but the thing you have to realize is much like children, you have to get the cat on your side. I've dated women that have children, but the thing is, kids love me, so that's really not a big deal. You know what I mean? As soon as I walk in, the kids are like, yeah, um, I like that guy. So it's never been a problem. Kids immediately like me, so it's no big deal. But cats, you know, quite frankly, animals love me too. But the thing is, there was one lady who had a cat that just did not play that shit. You know, cats can be territorial. All animals can be territorial. But this cat was seriously a territorial. You know, I'd walk in and I'd be hanging out with her and the cat would walk in the room and the cat... I'm telling you, I, I, I know you're going to think that I'm making this up. I know you're going to think that I'm being uh, weird or anything like that, but I'm telling you, I, I'm, this is the truth. This is the, the, the truth. The cat walked behind me and I heard the cat call me the N-word. And I just didn't... I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it at all. First of all, the cat was also black. So right there, what's up with that? Second of all, the woman I was getting it on with who owned the cat was black. So seriously, that is some self-hating right there, you damn cat. You self-hating black cat. You're all so black, damn it. You should be fighting with people that say you're bad luck, not with me, you bastard. Black cats are bad luck. Come on. Quite frankly, I don't even think black cats are bad luck. I think all the stuff that happens to you, the black cats did that shit on purpose. Oh my cat back in the black cat go you, you the black cats bad luck you, you well, watch out for the black cats they're bad luck and I used to think it was a superstition I used to think it until that one time I was in the kitchen table and I was about to eat dinner with the girl I was seeing at the time and something heavy fell off towards me and it almost landed on me and I looked up and the black cat was sitting on top of the counter right next to me and that thing was right next to the cat and that thing almost landed on me I don't think it was an accident. No, I don't. Especially when the cat said, take that, you bastard. And I'm going, what the, what? I only thought that cat knew the N-word. I didn't know that the cat could actually say, take that, you bastard, when pushing a vase toward my head. I didn't realize cats could do that, and I didn't like it. I also didn't like the fact that when I went to pick up the cat, not only did the cat try to bite me, I detected brake fluid on its paws so I had my car towed I'm not an idiot nice try cat trying to land something on my head and then cutting my brakes you piece of shit you little furry bastard I know what the deal is cat think I don't know those kind of tricks like that time I went over to a girlfriend's house and my car window got shot out and I saw the dog in the house holding a rifle talking about damn missed him freaking dog but as it turns out the dog and i became good friends after that and the dog wrote me a letter of apology so i'm cool with the dog even though that was pretty pretty mean and but the damn cat i don't like it 
So I'm with the girl and I the cat was one of those cats that likes to sleep on the bed with the girl. But guess what, cat? <laughs> I'm a human male with a penis like this, so you lose. <laughs> so the cat's outside listening at the door, which is ironic because while I was in there with the girl, I made it a point to do it with a doggy style, just to rub it into the cat. Not only am I getting the deliciousness of this woman that's with me now, cat, but I'm giving it to her in the style of the animal that hates you the most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I invented mouse style just to do it to a mouse style to get it on with her in the style of an animal that you hate the most. Deal with it, punk. But the cat just wouldn't stop. Every time I was alone with the cat, the cat tried to scratch me, tried to bite me, little punk bastard. But I was like, no, I really enjoy getting it on with this woman. So quite frankly, I can deal with you, cat. Eventually, the cat started to show me you know, grudging respect. The cat went, most guys wouldn't take having vases thrown at them, being called the N-word, and cutting their break. Most guys would have quit by now, but I'm going to show you a little respect. I'm still going to try to kill you, but I just want to let you know that I respect you. I respect you. Yeah, that's right. The cat actually said those words. I don't know why I didn't take that cat someplace and put it on stage and make millions of dollars. I was so busy concentrating on getting it on with that woman. I was dumb back then. Then one day, the lady decided she had to go someplace and left me in the apartment with the cat. And I was okay with it. Until I saw the cat had grenades, and I went, oh, crap, this is bullshit. I think I might actually get killed by this cat, because the cat has a grenade. I don't even know how the cat got a grenade. How do cats get grenades? I don't know. Maybe it is an underground cat grenade black market. I don't know. I didn't take time to think about that because this cat had a grenade, damn it. And as the cat juggled the grenade and looked at me, making the throat-slashing gesture, which is really weird that cats can do that. You didn't know cats could do that? That's because you have a good cat. Shut up. But then the lady said, you know what? Oh, I have time to feed the cat. You feed the cat. So I took the food out of the cat can, dumped it into the cat's bowl, and walked toward the cat. And the cat looked at me and went, You're going to feed me after all I've done? And I said, Yes, cat. I'm going to feed you even though you've done that stuff, cat. I'm going to feed you. And the cat said, You know what? You're all right with me, human. After all I've done to you, you're going to feed me anyway. And the cat took off its fatigues and jumped off the table and opened up a case where it had all of its grenades. Six were in there. Well, five were in there. It was a total of six. Put the grenade back into the case, locked it, and says, you know what? I like you. You're feeding me now. I'm going to save these grenades for the dog. That's what I'm going to do. That's right. Sorry, I had to pause the story because someone was calling me in the middle of it, and I had to start the watching machine. But I'm back now to finish the story, damn it. So if you hear anything in the back, that's the washing machine because I'm actually at home and there's someone upstairs who doesn't realize I'm recording my podcast. Back to the story of the damn cat. So the cat puts the grenade back, damn it, and says, okay, human, you're okay with me. You're feeding me. 
And I said, that's right, cat, I'm feeding you. And that's the kind of guy I am. Don't take it personally, cat. I'm just here to get it on with this woman. She may even be become my girlfriend. I know she owns you, but she also owns my heart. And then the cat said to me, you actually love her, don't you? And I said, I, dude, I didn't say that shit. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on now, man. I mean, come on. The only reason, only reason you're still in the house is because she feeds you and you don't want to get run over by cars. You understand? I mean, don't try to act like you some you love human beings. I mean, let's be honest. If you were the size of a lion, you'd have killed her by now. You know that. And the cat said to me, yeah, it's pretty much true. Yeah, it's, it's pretty true. If, you know, if I was the size of a lion, I would have killed and ate both of you already. And I said, I understand that, cat. I understand that. And the cat said, you're pretty cool. And from that moment on, the cat and I were good friends. The cat and I never had a problem again. In fact, I grew to love the cat more than I enjoyed the woman. I liked that cat. I would actually show up at her house, and the first thing I would do was pick up and hug the cat, and then she got jealous. And she said, you love that cat more than you love me. And I said, what makes you think that? As we, me and the cat, pushed her outside so we could have time alone watching movies. And she would be outside listening to me and the cat going, can I come in? This is my apartment. And I said, okay, you can come in. But whatever you do, you sit over there. I'm here with the cat. That's right. The cat and I had a good relationship. There were times when I would drive by the house, even after we broke up, and the cat would look out the window and see me and wave its paw. And I would say, okay, cat, I like you too. And I was hoping that one day the cat would sneak out of the house and come outside so we could have fun. I even came by a few times and dropped off a few dead rats in front of her apartment. Which actually didn't go over well because she thought that you know, this was after we broke up. And she thought that I was being some kind of weird dude that I was, you know, putting dead rats in front of her house because I was threatening her. You know, but as it turns out, I, she realized eventually that it was just a peace offering for the cat that I like now more than her. And then one day I found out that the cat died. And I wondered, did she do something to the cat because the cat loved me more? She was that kind of mean person. And I couldn't take it. I couldn't believe that the cat was gone. I couldn't believe it. I believe she did something to the cat and I was pissed off. I would drive by and I'd point at her and I'd say, you cat killer. And she would say, I don't remember you. And I would say, we dated a couple of years ago. And she would go, oh yeah, you're the crazy dude that kept dropping off dead rats for the cat. And I was like, that's right. She goes, you know, the cat really is dead. I mean, I love the cat. I, 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 I didn't kill the cat. The cat just, the cat was 14 years old, you dumb bastard. And I said, oh, then this is just kind of awkward, isn't it? And she said, yes, that's kind of awkward. And then I said, okay, I'm leaving now. And then the dude she married said, is that the dude that was leaving the dead rats for the cat? And he keeps driving by even dead rats with the cat he, he's, he's got mental problems and I said hey mind your business you bastard and then I saw her new cat her new cat and her new cat held up a letter and on the letter it said this is a letter from the old cat here's some instructions on how to be nice to that man because he loves cats and then the cat looked at her new husband and made the throat slash gesture and waved a grenade and I said it's great that cats are doing what cats do killing the boyfriends and the husbands I remember the old cat and as I drove away I said to myself Meow. because that's what the cat would have said the cat would have said Meow. Well, he would have said that to you people because he actually spoke English to me. <laughs> oh, boy, that medication is really strong that I'm taking right now. And I, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> I need help. Well, hello, hello, you weird bastards. Mr. Thomas is in the car again and I'm driving. 
And I saw someone on television uh, who was a news anchor in the city that I'm in now, and I was watching. And uh, this woman was a very, very lovely lady, and in a, in a unique way. You see, guys put women in, that they're attracted to in two categories. Only two, because we tend to be a little on the simple side. You know, ladies will come up with, oh, he has this, he's this, he's that. They'll come with this long list of reasons why they like a guy. And guys, because we're visual, uh, we have two categories for women we find attractive. There's cute and there's beautiful. You're one of those two. And keep in mind, we really, really, really want to get it on with cute women and beautiful women. It's just that that's just the way they describe women. Cute and beautiful. I have a third category because I'm a next level man (laughs) there's cute there's beautiful then there's the third category that the S machine has for women he finds attractive and that third category is called cutiful and all of my girlfriends have been cutiful now you're probably asking what the hell is cutiful you weird bastard you weird podcasting bastard what exactly is cutiful well to me, my favorite type of woman, the woman I found, uh, women I find most attractive, the women I usually wind up in relationships with, are cute and beautiful at exactly the same time. They can't be cute without being beautiful, and they can't be beautiful without being cute. Most women can't do that. The women I like can. Now, keeping in mind what the media ideal of what att- what's attractive doesn't necessarily fall in line with what I like. Now, do I find women that are models attractive? Yes, that's why I've had sex with some of them. Do I find women that fall into, you know, specific booty model, you know, I hate that term, but booty model category uh, attractive? Yes, and I've had sex with them. But I find a different type of woman, a woman who's cute and beautiful at the same time, a sweetheart type lady, the kind of lady where in the back of your mind you're going, I want to have babies with a woman like you. But the thing is, sometimes guys, and the reason I bring this up is because cutiful women are smart women and the kind of women that if they like you, they'll pretty much let you know, I like you, let's date. They don't necessarily come out and say that, but they make it pretty clear. And they also make it pretty clear when they're not interested, not in a mean way, but they just let you know that it's not going to happen, which is basically what I do, you know, because you don't want to be dragging somebody around, having them follow you around like, you know. And the reason I say this is because there was a lady that uh, lived near where I used to live in New York. And uh, ugh. she was an attractive lady, good-looking woman. But the thing was, I wasn't interested. And she just didn't pick up on the hint. At the time, I was like some ladies were insofar as I was very subtle. You know, you try to make it, oh, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, you try to be real subtle with the fact that you're not interested. But she didn't pick up on it. And she wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. How much... You ever, you ever see a woman walk by a, a, a you know like a construction site and the guys are like, hey, I like to put my thing in your stuff. <laughs> and it was every day to the point where the lady walks around the block to avoid these jackasses. Or if somehow you get stuck with them, your, your first thought is, oh, jeez. Oh, come on. This, oh, jeez. And that's how I felt around her, which is why I'm not really aggressive when I really like a lady. I let her know that I'm interested, but I won't be following around like a jackass. And so this lady was just, you know, like touching you and stuff. It's like, it's one thing to touch a person on an arm, but it's like, you know, she was like, you know, accidentally squeezing your arm, you know. Oh, did I, eh, touching stuff. Get off me. And I hate that crap, which is why I won't do that crap. And that's why I say, ladies, 
if you dig a dude, let the bastard know you like him. You know, that's why I don't chase anybody. I don't chase anybody. I'm, I'm like one of those guys that you ever go to a sale to a uh, like a, a a retail store where they don't have the hard stare sell, but they make sure that you know they're available if you need them. I'm one of those guys when it comes to to dating. I'm no punk. I mean, I'll go after you if I want you, but I'm not going to chase you. You know. I like that's why I like going to you know like a like Best Buy. They just kind of walk around with those stupid shirts on. And they let you know that they're available if you need help, but they don't chase you down. They're not always following. Around. Can I help you? <laughs> Can you need anything? <laughs> Can I look at the product for two seconds first? Fuck out of here. They don't do that. And this is not a commercial for Best Buy. But what I'm saying is that, you know, I put it to you this way. Say you have a cookie and it's the best cookie in the world. It's a chocolate chip cookie that tastes like the best chocolate chip cookie in the world. But there are zero calories and four, 14 times the antioxidants necessary for health. It's the best cookie on the planet. You can eat them unlimited amounts of them. And there's no, and not only is there no calories and no fat, no this, no that. It actually makes you healthier. But if the person does not like chocolate chip cookies, they're not going to eat it no matter what you do. You know, consider yourself that chocolate chip cookie with the great thing and the antioxidants and the no fat and sugar and all. It's just the greatest. But that person may not want the cookie. Doesn't mean the cookie sucks. This means they don't like chocolate chip cookies. It can be the best chocolate chip cookie in the world. If they don't like it, they ain't, they're not going to get it. And I consider myself that I'm a great chocolate chip cookie. It's good for you. But if you don't like chocolate chip cookies, I'm not going to chase you around trying to push it in your mouth. I'm just going to display it. And I'll put it, hey, here's a chocolate chip cookie. Would you like a little sample of this chocolate chip cookie? And people that want a sample usually go, hey, this is a good cookie. I think I'll eat it. And I let them eat it. But then there are people going, you know, that looks like a fantastic cookie, but I really don't like chocolate chip cookies. I don't get mad. In fact, I don't give a shit. The faster they say they don't like chocolate chip cookies, the faster I can close up my display and take it someplace else. (laughs) You know? And that's what cutiful women are like. They're like the best chocolate chip cookie on the planet. It tastes good, look good, smell good, good for you. You can eat as much of it as you want to without anything bad happening to you. But sometimes the other type, you know, the ones that are just so, oh, look at me, oh, too much sugar. You know, and the cute ones, a little too wishy-washy sometimes, you know. Make you lactose intolerant because they had too much cream in them. But the cutiful ones got just the right amount of everything in there. And you can just put them in the microwave for 15 seconds and dip them in milk. Put them in your mouth and enjoy them. Run down your chin and you can wipe off. They taste so damn good. Even if they fall on your piece of them falls on your shirt. And instead of going, that's all. I guess I stained my shirt. You pick it off your shirt and you eat it anyway. Don't act like you've never done that. We've all done that. We Something tastes so damn good that you just... Even though it, you, you don't even care if people see you doing it, that's when one of the funniest things is. Like, I, I did that piece. I had a piece of cheesesteak, and one of the pieces of meat fell out on my shirt. The damn steak was so damn good. I said, "I know you all see that. That I'm about to take this off my shirt. And you're probably expecting social protocol says I'm supposed to throw this in the trash or sweep it off my shirt in disgust. But guess what? Fuck you, people. I'm eating this shit. Fuck y'all. That's right. In fact." Lady, some fell on your shirt. Come here for a second. I don't want you. Well, actually, I do want to bang you, too. But that's not the point. The point is I want that cheesesteak remnant that's on your shirt. Damn it. That's what I'm saying. 
How did I get on the cheesesteaks when I was talking about beautiful women? I don't know. That's what's wrong with me. And you listen to it, so you're sick too, you bastards. <laughs> but this all stems from a lady I saw on TV. She was adorable at the same time as me wanting to chew through the screen to get my mouth on that woman. She was beautiful, uh, beautiful and cute at the same time. She was cutiful. That's the kind of women I like. Cutiful women are awesome. You know? So this is a shout out to, I'm sure I have some cutiful women in my podcast audience because thanks to you weirdos telling people about the podcast and recommending me and giving me good reviews and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot more people listening and I want to thank you for that, you sick bastards. But because of you, there's a lot more people listening. Also because of my smooth tones and incredible talent. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to say, cutiful women in my audience between the ages of it's acceptable to get it on with you till it's not acceptable. To, actually, there's no upper age. If you, I'll still get it on with you as long as you're old enough to get it on with. If you're like 29 or 30 and over, I definitely will jump on top of you. But that's a, that's beside the point. What I'm saying is, beautiful women, you run the world, damn it. Everything, as far as I'm concerned, revolves around you. Anyone that tells you different is a sucker. That's right, and I mean that sincerely. And I'm not just saying that because you're the type of woman I find the most attractive and I want to get one of you pregnant and get ma- we'll get married to one of you and get one of you pregnant and grow old banging you. I'm not saying it for that reason. Okay, I am saying it for that reason, but I'm not just saying it because I want to marry one of you and regularly bang you and get you pregnant and live happily ever after. I'm not just saying it for that. There's other reasons too. I just can't think of any because I'm lying. That's the only reason I'm saying it. Oh, oh, and because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, that too. <laughs> anyway, folks, I want to say to the beautiful women of the world, you're the best. You're the greatest. And I think that one of you is going to be very, very lucky to be married to, pregnant by, and regularly getting it on with yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. Oh, yeah. You dig? Segment over. Hello, my friends. Let me ask you a question. Some some people came to my door the other day and they were trying to convert me to a different religion. And I used to be very, very polite. I'm still very polite. I, I shouldn't say I used to be very polite. I'm still very polite when I tell them I'm not interested in. But the thing is, you go, well, you know, and if you, who do you, who do you believe the son of God is? And I'm going, you know, could you, you know, why don't you start off with hello? You know, don't, I don't want to open the door. And the first thing you, you, you say to me is, who do I believe the son of God is? What kind of question is that to start a conversation with somebody, you know? I mean, that is that's one of the dumbest things in the world to start a conversation like that get to know me first you know don't don't come up with that guy that, that's one of those things imagine if you walked up to somebody and they say hey what time is it i would like to tell you what time it is but let me ask you a question my grandmother's trying to decide whether or not she's going to get chemotherapy or radiation she's the most beloved person in our family and quite frankly if she dies the whole family's going to fall apart Oh, um, you know what? I'm going to just look at my cell phone for the time. I just realized that my cell phone has the time on it. I'm going to also walk away from you because you're a real fucking downer. <laughs> right? I mean, who opens up the question? Know, and do you believe that people are going to go to hell if they don't believe in the... Like, who opens up a conversation with that? You know, I was in, the, I was in the, uh, Home Depot and these two guys walked up to me and I'm looking at them going, 
Okay, these guys do not look like the kind of guys who are normally walking around Home Depot. They don't have dirty pants and or dirty shoes with a belt around their waist. They don't look like a dude who, who's, who's angry, run, who just showed up at Home Depot because his wife said go get something that he didn't want to get because he was doing something else. It's not somebody who's, who's coming to get paint. It's not, you know, it's, it, they just did not look like they were actually shopping. And as it turns out, they were shopping. They just were not shopping for anything at the damn Home Depot. They were shopping for souls. And and they saw me and I wish I had an invisibility cloak, but I left it in my trunk and that's kind of sucked. Hi. Hi. Let me ask you a question. Well, I, I don't work here. Oh, no, no, no. It's not about that. Would you like to have everlasting life? And in my mind, I'm going, is this guy kidding me? I just want to come here and get some tape for the for the hole in the pipe in my basement. You know, I'm just glad to know that I could actually put this tape around the pipe in my basement, let it let it solidify for 30 minutes, and then I don't have to pay $2 billion for a plumber. So I'm in kind of a good mood when I realize that that was the case, that this could be a permanent fix, and I'm not going to have to pay the plumber $14 trillion, and now you're going to stop me from going home with water shooting out of the ceiling because you want to ask me this question. Do you like, would you, would you like to have everlasting life? Not really. You don't want everlasting life? No, quite frankly, if you really think about it. If p human beings actually lived forever, during the course of time, the other human beings would actually evolve physically to the point where we actually, as human beings, probably wouldn't look the same. They might actually be about seven feet tall. They might actually have really big heads because of the, because of the uh, increased use of our brains instead of our bodies. They may have really, really thin bodies because... Oh, um, also, you didn't expect to get that kind of answer, did you? Oh, no, of course. It's because you ask a dumb question to somebody you didn't know. Why don't you walk up to me and ask me, talk about the shit I'm standing in front of. Strike up a conversation. Then say, hey, did I see you at church? I don't care if you lied. You already lied about some other things already. You walked up and act like you wanted to be friendly and you're basically just recruiting me so I can walk around a Home Depot six months from now and annoy somebody else, you bastard. Don't try to trick me with that crap. And I also don't, and come on, religious people. I mean, I'm not a very religious guy. I mean, I respect it and everything like that because I know there's a lot of people in my family who are religious and a lot of my friends are and all of that kind of crap. But let me tell you something. Just, you know, if you want to be religious, live a really, really good life. Be a really good person. Be cool. Be happy. Have a good family. Do all sorts of good stuff. Help people. Be a great guy. And then have people go, that guy's life is together. Look at how happy his wife is. Look at how great his kids are. Look at how great his life is. I got to go talk to that guy and find out why his life's so great. That's how you get people to come. You don't knock on their door at seven o'clock in the morning and annoy them with dumbass questions like, do you believe you're going to go to hell? You, know, you don't follow them around Home Depot looking like a freaking guy that you, you the way you will follow me around the Home Depot. Did these guys look like like I was a 10 year old and these guys were Stephen Collins or some shit like that? And by the way, if this podcast is being listened to in the distant future, uh, that guy was a, was a famous actor who we was later find out to have uh, molested some children allegedly. And I'm going to say allegedly because just in case there's some kind of big break in the case and they were wrong, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> don't judge me. Fuck y'all. Now back to what I was saying. But they were following me around and I'm sitting there going, why don't you just do some, be, have a good life, do great stuff, be great, be fantastic, be a, a, a role model for human beings. Because every time somebody is hugely successful, people will walk up to them and go, how are you doing that? How did you get that Tesla? How did you get that house? Man, your wife is awesome. How did you meet a, a woman like that? Man, your husband's great. How did you meet a person like that? Your life is awesome. Tell me, teach me, 
teach me, sensei. How did you get with the stuff that you got? I don't want your stuff. I want stuff like your stuff. And people will do that. You walk up to people, and do you believe it? And do you believe this? And do you believe you're going to go? Come on, man. Religions, like I said, religion should be, well, I was saying to somebody before, religion should be like a party, man. You should be just extolling the good stuff and making people want to come there, man. If somebody invited you to a party and they said, you know what? This party's the best, man. And we're going to have drinks and all of that. It's going to be dancing and the pretty girls there. And for the and for the ladies, going to be some good-looking guys there. Everybody's going to be single. And these are the kind of people that are looking for relationships. And, of course, they're all disease-free people. And and, and then everything's awesome and great and incredible. You're going to love it. And it's gonna, the party's going to be great. And we're going to have drug rides for you to go home. It's going to be incredible, the best and the greatest. And woo! That's how you get people to come to a party. You don't talk about the bad stuff. Right. If you use the same way to invite people to a party that you would do uh, uh, with, with religion, if it was the same thing, the same selling points, you would say that the party is going to be great and incredible and all this kind of great stuff and all of that. <laughs> but if you're one minute late to the party, we're going to come to your house and there's going to be a guy in a red suit. It's going to come jumping out of the sky and he's going to cut your throat and set you on fire in front of your family. And while you're on the ground dying a burning death, he's going to pull your balls off and juggle it in front of your grandma. And right before you die, he's going to shoot you, all your family in the face. And then what's going to happen is at the most, at the point of the highest agony, he's going to go automatically back to the moment when he first arrived. And then he's going to do it all over again. It's never going to stop. Every time you feel the most pain, it's going to go back to normal. Then he's going to come back out of the sky again, cut your throat, set you on fire, rip your balls off while you die, juggle him in front of your grandparents and your whole family and shoot them in the face. That's if you show up one minute late. Oh, I'm kind of across town. There's a pretty good chance I'm going to show up late. Well, then you're going to get all that bad stuff. And then you show up to the party. I made it. I'm on time. Oh, I'm so glad you made it on time. <laughs> if you spill one piece of food on your shirt, the there's guy is going to come out of the sky he's going to pull your eyeballs out and chop you in little pieces and then as soon as you're about to die you're going to come right back and you're going to be like everything is normal then he's going to come back and chop you in little pieces and set you on fire and feed you to the dogs and he just well what the hell is this it's okay as long as you as long as you don't make a mistake as long as you don't make the kind of mistake that you're inevitably going to make (laughs) like if you go to the bathroom and you touch it if you touch the light socket with the wrong hand oh my god he's going to come in there he's going to set your dick on fire and throw you down the steps and stomp on you He's going to drop kick your baby into the pool and he's going to that's what happens with religion in many cases instead of just using it as a way to just make people feel better give them a, the right way to live give them guidelines to live and just make them feel good a lot of the times they talk about all the bad stuff and they highlight the bad stuff so much that even if they tell you tons of good stuff and then they tell you the bad stuff what are you thinking about if you're at that party and the party is put together and sold the same way that many religions are, you, you'll, you'll show up at the party and you're dancing and you're going, if I dance wrong, if you dance wrong, what did you, did you, just, did you just do? Did you start with your left foot in that dance? You better not do it again because if you ever do start with your left foot again, there's a guy with a red suit going to come busting out of the floor and he's going to come and he's going to twist your head until your head pops off and he's going to drink your blood and he's going to chop off your arms and he's going to beat your wife to death with the whistle left of you and then it's going to start all over again for eternity. The hell! I don't even know what's what's going on here. I don't even know what kind of mistakes I could make that's going to make these horrible things happen. Hey, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the party. <laughs> that's what it's like, <laughs> and that's what they try to sell it like. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know. And that's the thing that always annoys me. It's like it's like if that's what your religion does, your specific religion, 
And I know that there are landmines in front of every action that I make. And even if I make the kind of mistake that human beings inevitably make, all this horrible stuff is going to happen to me. What the hell would I want to be a part of that for? Would you want to show up to somebody's house party if you knew that randomly somebody's going to be set on fire? You don't know which one's going to which one's going to be. But you know that if you if you if you walk too slow, if you drink glass of water with the wrong hand, if you touch the light switch the wrong way, if somebody doesn't like what you said, if you shake hands a little too hard or a little too soft, if you sit down in a chair too hard, if you burp, if you fart, if you cough, if you blink too fast, something horrible's going to happen to you and you have no control over because these things are going to happen. Why would you want to be a part of that? So all I'm saying is, guys, religious people, stop with the fucking, all the, you're going to burn in hell and you die destruction and kill and you die and murder and death destruction. Stop talking about that shit all the time. Talk about the good stuff. Forget about the devil stuff. Forget all of that crap. Stop it. And I know, and like I said, I'm not trying to insult religious people. All I'm saying is. You know, first of all, you're never going to get people like me to follow organized religion like that. I mean, I probably won't follow it at all. I'll believe some things, but I'm not going to be in church following some dude standing up there who, you know, yeah, this is how you're supposed to live. And then you find out he's, you know, three of the ladies up there blowing him and you're going, wait a minute, that was that was my auntie. Well, I like your aunt too, a lot more than you do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want that. And even those guys make it bad for people that are religious leaders who, who are just basically good people doing their thing. You know, so so if you're a religious person, you will go on door to door. You know, first of all, don't do it early in the morning, because even if I believed everything you said, I'm still going to want to slap you in the head for waking me up at 630 in the morning on a Saturday. OK, cut that crap out. You want to come recruiting, come at four o'clock in the afternoon when there's nothing on television. Then maybe I'll listen to you. And second, soft sell the devil crap and well not necessarily the devil but soft serve all the burning in hell stuff nobody wants to hear that shit you know because if you if you if you over if you oversell that part of it nobody's gonna nobody's gonna want to become part of that because they don't know if that's gonna happen to them you know that's all i'm saying I'm trying to help you. you're never gonna get to me but you may be able to get some other people you may be able to get some people that you can help I'm beyond help. I mean, if you've heard any of my podcast, you know I'm already ruined. So you need to go and try to recruit somebody else and leave me alone at six o'clock in the morning and don't follow me around lows, damn it. I don't like that shit. Now let me buy that crap for my pipe and you go see that guy over there. He looks like he believes people that he doesn't know. So go tell him that shit and leave me alone, damn it. Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> Okay, okay, my friends, let's talk about this. What is the deal with the billionaires being angry? I don't even understand how a billionaire could get angry. I, I'm, I'm not rich or even close to rich, and I'm not angry. So you know if I had billions of dollars, I am not going to be pissed at all. And I damn sure wouldn't care less who the hell the president of the United States is. If I'm worth 30 billion, 20 billion, 8 billion, 9 billion, 1 billion, a half a billion, I wouldn't give a damn who the United, who the president of the United States is, because what are they going to do? Take my money? <laughs> when you have that much money, who can touch you? What's somebody going to do? Sue you for all of it? Please. Please. What can you do to somebody that's going to make them be able to sue you for 50 billion? Nothing. In fact, you can walk up to them and go, listen, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Take this and shut the fuck up. Or what I'm going to do is I'm going to dig into your past 
And I'm sure there's going to be something that you did 20 years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago that I'm going to be able to dig up. It's going to surprisingly show up someplace. It's going to embarrass the shit about you. It's going to become a viral video of you banging that sheep and then it's going to be over for you. And then I'm not going to give you shit. Now you take this $100,000. Hold on. Let me take my shoe off and shake it out for you. There it is. Oh, so I guess I had 125000 in that shoe. All right. You can keep the whole 125000 Go away and shut your mouth. Because that's the kind of power you have when you have that kind of money. That's why I'm so amazed that these jackasses are so concerned about who the president of the United States is and who the senators are. and who. What the hell difference does it make to you? You already have money. You already have power. What more do you want? You know what I'm saying? That'd be like God if you believe in God sending and going, Oh, God, I created a universe, but... Oh, boy, I need more. 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 Mm-mm-mm. Infinite, infinite universe, infinite planets. Well, not to me. To me, it's only one because I'm God. <laughs> but to you guys, it's infinite. Infinite, infinity to me is nothing. It's not a really big deal. In fact, I have infinity dollars in my in my in my coat pocket in the closet back there. <laughs> but I want more. Damn it! I'm going to create more universes. Yeah, I'm going to do more stuff. I need more. Damn it! I'm me. I'm the Almighty, and I still want more shit. That's right. Even I am greedy. <laughs> No, that sounds dumb. And it sounds just as dumb that be worth $40 million and give a shit who the president is. Who's in the Senate? Who who cares? I mean, what as, as, as a man, what do you want as a man? You want stuff and you want a naked hot woman to get it on with on a regular basis. That's all you want. You want to have, no, okay, I, I'll change that. You want to be thought of as awesome. You want to have a lot of stuff and you want to get it on with a hot woman who looks delicious and tastes even better. That's what you want. And if you got a billion dollars, that is going to come automatically. That's like if you, if you get a billion dollars, if you order the billion dollar lifestyle from Amazon, they're going to throw you free shit. Shipping Amazon Prime for three months, and you're also going to get respect a hot woman to get it on with on a regular basis, and people thinking you're cool. I tried to order it, but they said you didn't got enough money. But next year, I'm going to order the billionaire lifestyle, and I'm going to have all that stuff. Damn it! It comes with that. Sitting on your yacht, getting it on with your four spokesmodels at the same time, and everybody telling you you're a genius because you got a lot of money. Oh well, I have all of that, but that's not enough for me. I still have to decide what other people's lives are like. I have to go around and fuck with people that work at Walmart and I have to go to some immigrants who are coming to the country who are trying to build a better life for themselves. I got to start fucking with them for no reason. And then uh, there's people that don't look like me. I got to fuck with them because I, 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 because I had to have I, 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 jerk offs. And it just goes to show you, man, that's why you got to realize money does not buy happiness. No, money just pretty much makes whatever you are bigger it's like alcohol whatever you are you're going to be more of that if you're a great guy you're altruistic if you're a wonderful human being if you enjoy life you're going to do a whole lot more of that i know some people that have money not rich like that but people that had nothing and then all of a sudden they're making a couple hundred grand a year or half a million dollars a year they ain't giving me none of that money to cheap bastards but i know them cheap bastards by the way, you cheap asses, there's people that are making that kind of money that know me. Your punk asses better give me some damn money. At least donate to the podcast, you half a million dollar bastards. You know who you are. Okay, you don't have to. Well, yeah, no, you know what? You do. That's right. Everybody else can decide whether to donate to the podcast or not. But you know me personally and you got money. You better you better kick down some money. out. I know all your secrets, you cheap bastards. Now back to what I was talking about. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, why would you care about all those kind of things? You got all the stuff. And I know people that, 
went from having no stuff to a lot of stuff who are great, wonderful, altruistic, wonderful people. And what do they do? They go on vacations. They enjoy their lives. They buy stuff for their for their friends and family. They they, they enjoy the finer things in life. They donate a lot of money to charity because they don't need a lot of stuff. They just are happier people. They were already happier. Now they're happier because they don't have to worry about bills. If something breaks, they can replace it. You know, they don't have to worry about sending their kids to college. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff. But I also know people that were miserable fucks and then they got a lot of money. And what happens? They were even more miserable. They couldn't enjoy the money. They, they would find problems. God damn it, everybody asking me for money. And the motherfucker, oh God, ha ha. Oh man, I got this damn house and spent too much money on the house. I shouldn't have not spent so much money on the damn house. Now I got to heat all this house and all this bullshit. And I got all these cars. Look at all this, man. You got to wash all these damn cars, man. And the damn car right there cost so much money to repair. I don't even know why I bought the damn thing. And then I went out with this woman who walked up to me on the, on the street corner who, who had a picture of me on the Forbes 500. And then she asked me if I was free for dinner and I took her out to dinner and as it turns out she was a gold digger, which I should have known because like I said, she walked up to me when I was on the cover of this magazine that said this dude's rich and she walked up and she looked at the magazine and she looked at me and then she looked at the magazine and she looked at me and then she said cha-ching and then walked up and asked for my phone number. I should have known when she said cha-ching, this bastard's rich, I'm going to take some of his shit and then walked up to me that she was going to be a gold digger, but I didn't know I'm a dumb bastard. <laughs> But it really does. It just takes whatever you are and makes you more of it. So when you see these people, you see people uh, uh, like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett who made a truckload of money, the richest, some of the richest dudes of all time. And Warren Buffett's like, look, when I croak, take all that shit and fin feel it, heal your asses. He, whatever it is broken and needs healing, heal it with, with, with the money. There it is. And Bill and Melinda Gates are like, yeah, we, uh, we made enough money. Let's just go start healing some people. They did that. They didn't have to do that shit. They could have just said, look, here's a foundation. Go off, go find some people that are sick and give them some money and then that's it. And then just tell me when the time for the time for the picture. I'll show up and I'll cut the ribbon and shake some hands and then I'll get back on my jet. But they didn't. They're out there doing it. And then you have other billionaires like we made 17 quadrillion dollars every four seconds. And we have some employees who are responsible for who are basically our ambassadors to the public. And we're going to make sure we squeeze every penny out of these bastards because, quite frankly, we can. <laughs> In fact, you know, what we're going to do after we figure out a way to pay them one penny less than the minimum wage just to piss them off. What we're going to do is we're going to line them up at the door. And if they're guys, we're going to kick them in the balls. And if they're women, we're going to grab their nipples and pull them as hard as possible. <laughs> Why? Because we can. If they didn't read the contract when they signed the contract, if you look at page page seven hundred and sixteen at the bottom in invisible ink, it says if we get pissed off at you enough, see right there, men, we can kick you in the balls, women, we can pull your nipples as hard as we want. Did you see that? You didn't see it? Yeah, well you signed right next to it, you dumb bastard, because you were so happy to get this job. <laughs> That's what they're like. <laughs> and they're so big and they're so powerful, you can't even as an individual do anything against someone that has that kind of power. You just can't. You know, basically what you are as a human, as a regular person who works for these big companies, I'm speaking only of the ones that do horrible things to people. Basically, all you are is you're a you're a you're a guy, a naked person fighting against a lion that's pissed off. That's what you are. You are fighting a lion by yourself. And that's what it's like as a one dude or one lady fighting a billion dollar corporation or a multi-billion dollar corporation. You have no chance against them. None. Same amount of chance you have whooping a lion's ass with your bare hands naked and the lion hasn't eaten in a month. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get your ass eaten, just like you will get your ass eaten in court. But if you notice the lion, which is a much more powerful, a bigger, stronger, more powerful animal that could eat us individually. If you notice, we have them 
in zoos. They don't have us in zoos. We have they were the they're the ones who were endangered. They were there's pictures of us as human beings over them dead with their eyes closed, thumbs up and thumbs up to the camera. There's no pictures of lions with some dead people, some dead people ass looking at the camera going, ate these humans asses out. Ha <laughs> Yeah. And they got some humans in the zoo. <laughs> we're going to go to the zoo. We're going to make faces at them. And then we're going to throw shit at them. And then we're going to go home to our lion, get in our lion cars and drive back to our lion houses. <laughs> no. And why is that? Because we got together as a species and said, yeah, um, we can't fuck with these lions individually. So let's get together and create some weapons and do some things that are going to make us more powerful than the other animals. We evolved. We got together. We're now we're the head of the food chain, even though these other animals individually could bust our asses out. And why is that? We got together collectively and said us. Yes, you know. And that's how you stop these billionaires, these billionaire companies. That's how you stop them. Instead of fighting with each other. That's how you stop them. You get together. Say, fuck y'all. Now, it's going to hurt because they've put themselves in positions where there's some, some places in the country where Walmart's the only store to go to. And there's some places in the country where you can't buy help or buy products from some of these people. And it's hard to hurt their bottom line because they have so much money as it is now. But what you can do, and I tweeted about this, and I, I forgot exactly how I put it, but I said, um, fine, how did I put that shit in the tweet? And I don't even have the fucking computer near me. I couldn't look it up anyway because I tweet so goddamn much. It doesn't really matter. But essentially what I was saying was that, uh, like, say the money, an evil billionaire's money is the gun and the politician is the bullet and you are the target. And that's how it works. Now, the money is the gun. Now, the gun's in their hand. You can't take the gun from the person. But what you can do is stop them from having access to the bullets. That's what you got to do. The bullets are the politicians. We're going to listen. If you listen to them and not us, we vote you out. You don't have a job. And as soon as they realize that we're going to vote them the fuck out and they can't do the stupid shit that they're doing, they can't fuck with minimum wage, they can't fuck with health care, they can't fuck with your rights, they can't do all the awful things that they do to individuals. And we take those bastards out of office and put in people who are going to do good things for the actual American public. That's how you stop them. See, they're still going to have their billions of dollars. But when they realize they, they, they won't have as much influence, I mean, they're always going to find ways around it. But let's just make it at least difficult for them. You know, like I said, if you have if a person really wants to steal your car, a professional car thief, they're going to steal your car. But put the club on the bastard anyway, because somebody's not going to put the club on. They're going to look at your car and go, nope, it's going to take me 10 seconds. It's going to take me 15 seconds to get through the door, 15 seconds to get to the ignition, 15 seconds to get to this. Blah, blah, blah. But if I had to cut that, if I have to cut the steering wheel off and cut the club, it's going to take me an extra 15 seconds. I don't have that kind of time. But that jackass over there with a very, very similar car did not put his club on and I'm taking his shit. So that's what we got to do. We got to put the club on Congress and put the club on the Senate and put the club on the fucking White House. Make it difficult for him. At least. <laughs> Instead of bending over and pointing to our ass and go, hey, put your foot deep up in that, which is what we're doing right now every time. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, if I was that rich, if I was a billionaire, there is no way in hell I would give a shit who the president of the United States is because I would already have billions of dollars. And I'm already a happy guy now and I don't have that much money, you know, or anywhere near that much money. Not even close, please. But if I ever became rich, I can tell you right now, you will not. If you if I become rich and famous, 
You're going to see me on TMZ. Hey, S. Anthony, we heard that this happened. I'm going, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Hey, there's a controversy on your movie set. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, everything's great. Hey, excuse me, S. Anthony, we're trying to ask you, inci- you know, we're trying to incite an angry response from you. We're, we're asking you inflammatory gotcha questions. Why aren't you mad? And then in my mind, I'll be going, because I'm driving a brand new luxury vehicle, going back to my great house. I have a charitable foundation that I've actually seen help people. I have a, a wonderful wife, a wonderful children. I have a lot of fans. I'm doing great work. Why would I care what some jackass with a camera says? Right? I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't allow that to bother me. And if I was a billionaire, I wouldn't allow... <laughs> I wouldn't care who was president of the United States. But what I would care about is you people. My podcast audience. Yeah. I care about you people. Yeah. You're the best. You are the awesome, most awesome people in the world. And I really mean that. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, uh, did, you, did you stop? Uh, did you press the stop button? You press the stop button. Good, good. I just completely lied to my podcast audience. You know, now that I'm becoming popular, it's it's okay for me to completely lie to those people. The second I become rich, uh, personally, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start giving money to senators and congressmen and to the president to make um, make it make it legal for black dudes under six feet tall to have sex with hookers for free. Uh, especially if their name is S. Anthony Thomas, they have my social security number and my exact DNA level of my exact DNA. So basically, it's just going to be illegal for me to bang hookers and all of that kind of stuff. Also, I'm going to set up this thing where I don't have to pay taxes. In fact, um, I get ta- I, when I pay taxes, I'll actually get twice the amount of money back and it'll be legal for me to put my money overseas. And it also will be illegal for me to pay people uh, half of minimum wage for my big businesses that I will secretly own. Yeah, I know what I just said in that last segment, but now that the now that the recorder is off, I, I want to let you guys who are in the room here know the truth. I'm going to screw everybody over and bang as many people as possible. I'm just basically going to spend the rest of my life spending money and just banging, banging, banging hookers. And I don't care. That's right. My podcast audience will never know that that's the real agenda behind what I'm going to do. I'm banging hookers and spending money and I'm going to do cocaine and meth and then and, and, and any kind of other drug that any in fact i'm just going to completely ignore all the legal drugs find drugs that are completely illegal i'm going to actually take meth and coke at the same time that i take bath salts and i'm going to hire people that don't care about themselves and i'm going to eat their faces off while i bang hookers and pay people one tenth of the minimum wage damn it the second i become rich i'm going to be the exact opposite of the way i was raised <laughs> Why is that light still? What, you didn't turn off the fucking thing. Why, why, did, why would you leave that on now? Huh? Why would you leave that on? Now my podcast audience is going to know that I plan on banging hookers, taking drugs, and screwing people over. You bastard. I can't believe it. <clears throat> anyway, a podcast audience, I just want to let you know that that part about me talking about how I was going to bang lots of hookers and screw people over by paying them one-tenth of the minimum wage and then do lots of drugs and eat people's faces and kill people and shoot people and then bang more hookers, that was all part of a comedy sketch, and that will never happen. <laughs> If my editing equipment here, it was here, I would just cut that part out. And then they would, they still wouldn't know that what I'm really planning on doing. Uh, this is still on? 
What happened? Don't you know how to use the off button? Will you turn that shit off so I can go back to telling you about my evil plans so they won't know about it? What the hell? Hello, my friends. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to say something here. This. This is. <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was pulling up to a McDonald's. I go to McDonald's. Ladies behind the counter. She's annoyed with everyone in the world that's not her. Okay, I pull up. I'm, I'm trying to get all I want is a damn sweet tea. You know, I give her. <laughs> I give her a five, and she she wouldn't even look at me. And I and like I said, I didn't take it personally. She she basically, like I said, thinks the world should burn and die. And then she gives me back the change, and I say, "You gave me the wrong change. You gave me the wrong change, Miss Miss." Oh, I did not give you the wrong change. <laughs> That's pretty much what she sounded like to me, because in my head I was laughing, because I gave her a five for something that should cost a dollar eight, and she gave me the changes if I had given her a twenty. You want me to go get my manager because I feel, and I did not make a mistake, and I did not cheat you out of any money. I said, "No, actually, you didn't. You didn't cheat me out of any money. I gave you a five. You gave me change for a 20. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh thank you, sorry. <laughs> That's how, it's funny how it changes depending on who's getting screwed. And the reason I told you that little mini story was because of something that happened to me a long time ago. I worked in a sales office and I was a good damn salesman. Yes, I was. I was a good survey person. I was a damn good salesperson. I was always in the top 10, usually most of the time in the top five, but always in the top 10. So you would figure that if I had a problem, yo, they'd solve it. Check out the hook. Well, DJ revolves it. Why did I just reference that? I mean, excuse me. This is going to be the sound of me slapping the shit out of myself. Okay, there we go. I actually did slap myself for using that reference. So, I'm in the t- like I said, always in the top ten, usually in the top five in sales. So, if I have a problem, you would think that this big business, someone who is bringing in a lot of money, someone who's one of their top salespeople, someone who's always, and keep in mind, the office held 300. There were close to 300 people in that office, and I was always in the top ten, usually, most of the time, in the top five when it came to sales and surveys. So, you would think... A top five person, someone who, who you could bet on and be right most of the time is going to be in the top five. You would you would pay attention if that person had a problem, wouldn't you? You would think if that person has a problem and they're in the top five in my business and bringing in money for me, I'm going to pay attention to that person. If you were in the top five in any other job, if you were the top, one of the top five quarterbacks in football, you'd make $20 million a year. If you're one of the top five batters in baseball, same thing, $20 million a year. If you were a top five movie, you're a huge movie star. If your album, if you're a singing star, your albums are always in the top five, you, sir or madam, are a megastar. You're an A-lister. You know what I'm saying? Top five, damn it. Top one, two, three, four, five... So that's who I was in this damn business. I'm bringing this bastard in some money. And they're not paying me enough, but I didn't care because I was young and stupid. My paycheck for the week should have been $340. Which I was happy with because it was much better than the $0 I was making right before that. But the thing was, I was wise enough to stockpile my last job, three months worth of salary, so I could actually live the way I was living normally for three months without worrying about a job. And I never was without a job for more than a, like two days. And I, didn't play, I don't play that shit. So I was at this place, I'm doing well. There's a mistake on my check. It's Friday. And it's my first check at this at this place in a while because there was some kind of weird thing and we were off for a while. We're back and I come right back and bang, I'm in the top five again because I'm that damn good, damn it. 
So I'm waiting for my check. I haven't had a check there for a while. It didn't matter. Like I said, I had the, the money in the bank to take care of business. So I was cool. Didn't worry about it. So I come and says, uh, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm having a problem with my check. You know, is there any way we can we can uh, we can fix this right now, uh, Mr. Thomas? It's Friday. You know, uh, you know. I mean, it's just. I mean, the the the, 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 the president of the company is downstairs. He's in the meeting, and the, and the president of the company is just. He's the president. He's just the most important human being in the planet. The president. I just licked the floor. He walked, and I actually solved. Uh, I had cirrhosis, and then I licked the floor. He walked where his shoes were, and I'm actually completely cured. That's how great this man is. He's the most incredible human being in the world. He breathed on me one time, and I'm actually four inches taller now. It's just he's the greatest man in the world. <laughs> And that's only a slight exaggeration about this cat. He was the president of this supposedly gigantic company. It looked gigantic. He walked through, and the man's walking through. He's got the suit on. He's got the, you know, he's got the hair slicked back. He's got, hey, how's it going, everyone? He would. He's the kind of person that waves at you without looking at you. Hey, got the hand up, looking in the other direction. As soon as someone gives me eye contact, kill them. I mean, he literally looked like, you ever see those really bad 80s movies on cable? where they have someone playing the president, but it's the first four minutes of the movie and he's on the screen a whole lot. And you know, if you are a guy playing the president in an 80s movie and you're in the beginning of the movie and you're on the screen for more than seven minutes, someone's going to kill you. You're the president that got killed as part of the plot point of the damn movie. That's what this guy looked like. No one shot him though, by the way, even though in LA at that time, people were getting shot. You know, much like many other times in LA. So he's downstairs getting his ass licked by everyone. Mr. President, you're the greatest business owner in the world. I don't give a shit about this guy. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He walks by. I'm still, I'm working on the sale. He, look, he looks at me and gives me a point and I look at him like, yeah, whatever. So I'm trying to handle my business. I didn't say whatever to him, but in my mind, I'm thinking whatever. Outside, I'm not an idiot. I mean, it's, I'm trying to get my damn like, hey, hey thumbs up <laughs> inside my head. <laughs> Douchebag. Later on that day, he's like I said, he's downstairs getting his behind slurped out by everyone who's trying to slurp out his behind because he's the president and the greatest person in the world. <laughs> You're the greatest. Probably had to go to his dermatologist and have the ass, the uh, lip marks off his butt cheeks. You know what I'm saying? So I go up to the secretary. We're back to present time at that time. Um, you know, I have this check here. It's a, it's a, it's it's a there's a mistake on the check. Um. Mr. Thomas, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's Friday. I mean, can we do this Monday? Is it uh, Monday? Because today is Friday. And I would actually have to hit the keys, and, and you know, and, and do something for someone else. <laughs> so they were basically saying, basically, go fuck yourself till Monday. Now, like I said, I was okay. I was I was wise enough and fortunate enough where I was at another job. I was able to stockpile enough money where I was cool for three, maybe three or four months. You know, at, at the lifestyle I was living, which wasn't the greatest lifestyle in the world at the time, but still good enough. But what I thought was, you know, it doesn't really affect me. I, I'm OK. I could wait till Monday. So I was just about to walk away. Then I thought, wait a minute, there's probably somebody in here who's not in the top five in sales. Someone who's number 263 who needs this check even worse than I do. I don't necessarily need it, but I, I mean, it's my money. I earned it. What about that person is, you know, they need that check for rent. What if they need that check to to to, uh, 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 to buy some food for the kid? What if they just need the check because they need the damn check? You know? I'm going, I should make these bastards give me this money right now just to set a precedent. Just so they'll, so if, if it happens again to somebody else, they'll know the mechanism for getting your check now is available. Because they could always deny it if it didn't happen. So I said, you know, I'm going to make these bastards give me the fucking money right now. Give me my money. Oh, I forgot to tell you something. See, they were so reluctant to 
flipped the check over because they thought they had screwed me. Oh, yes, I forgot to tell you something. I was supposed to get $340, and the check was written for $3,470. Someone made a mistake, but it was to my benefit. Keep in mind, at this point, they're blowing me off. They want me to leave. They're telling me to go fuck myself as politely as possible. I said, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now. Oh, by the way, um... You know what, I'm, I'm just going to put this check in the bank right now, and then you can we can even up later on, okay? Is that all right? Yeah, you should probably do that, yeah. I just want to let you know that I'm supposed to be getting $340.70, and uh, you have a check here that has my name on it for $3,470. What? Huh? Oh, hold on for a minute, Mr. Thomas. Sit right there, Mr. Thomas. Hold on. She starts speaking faster than I do, and if you listen to my podcast, you know that I was born on the East Coast, and I tend to speak quickly. Shut up. That's the way it's going to be, you bastards. Hold on, Mr. Thomas. She picks up the phone. Not to our benefit. All of a sudden, it I can hear footsteps coming up the steps. All of a sudden, it's Mr. President. He runs up the steps. Mr. President, post sitting there with his incredible suit. He's so powerful. He's got so much money. He's incredible. He's the most. He's the most powerful man in the universe. He runs up the steps himself. Stopped a meeting downstairs. Stopped it mid meeting. Boom! Shut it down. Ran up the steps and made sure they gave me a check for three hundred and forty dollars and seventy cents instead of thirty four hundred dollars. See how fast he came upstairs? When it was to my, when I needed the money, when it was for me, it was like, listen, jerk off. Um, why don't you go someplace and die and fuck yourself? Die, you lo- you worthless bastard. <laughs> I was in the top five in sales. I was one of their best salespeople. Even when other people could not get sales out of leads, I was digging sales out. And that's how they treated me. Think about that. Think about that for a minute. Number five of 300, always in that level. They still were going to tell me to go fuck myself. So what do you think the other person, the other people thought? Damn, he's number five and three and two and one and eight and seven. And they're telling him to go F himself and they weren't going to hook him up. This is bullshit. <laughs> it just shows you sometimes what businesses think of you. When you're one, when you're a number, when you're not a human being, when you're not S. Anthony, when you're number Code number six eight five two eight three eight four. You don't mean shit to some of these people. When it's to your benefit, nobody gives a crap. When remember when I was at McDonald's, and she thought, oh, uh, you, I did not give you too little bit of money. Um, really? Well, here's you know you realize that um, you gave me too much money. Oh shit! Oh, then she realized it might have come out of her salary. It might have been a pain in the ass to her. It might have made her look bad. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and then this big ass business, Mr. Millionaire comes running up the stairs like a punk ass bitch. And when I say bitch, I'm referring to a female dog, not a lady, because I don't call ladies bitches. Just to let you know. He comes running up the steps. I'm sitting there going, if he's some Mr. Powerful, multi-millionaire, punk ass, multi-millionaire, why is he running up the stairs like a punk over $3,000? If I was going to take the money, I would have taken the money, but it didn't. I, I stood there for 45 minutes trying to get them to change the check over. But when it looks like it was something that was going to be a detrimental to them, all of a sudden, Superstar decided to shut his meeting down, peel the lips off of his ass, pull his pants back up, and run his punk ass up the steps. <laughs> and there was nothing funnier than watching a middle-aged guy who has his hair slicked back run up the steps like a punk because he knows so little about his business that he didn't realize he could have taken the elevator with his dumb ass. Oh, thank you for being honest, Mr. Thomas. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. 
There was no chance I was going to take the check. If I was going to take the check, it would have happened already. There was no chance I was going to do that. But can I ask you a question? Oh, sure. Why did you just come up the steps now when you found out it was money that you were going to have to give up? Oh, well, I was on the phone. No, you weren't on the phone call. You didn't care. There's 300, there's 299 people over there. I'm number five and you, and you were going to just blow me off. What about those people over there, dude? Hmm? And yes, I'm talking to you like that because either you're going to fire me or you're not. But I want to let you know and I want to let you know in front of those people what you did was fucked up. If one of these people has a problem with the check, you know what you need to do? Fix it. Because it didn't matter to me because I had the money. But what about one of these other people could not have paid their rent because you didn't want to drag your punk ass up the steps? Now, if you want to fire me, you go right ahead. You want to fire your number five salesperson? Go right ahead. Do it. Do it right now in front of everybody. I dare you. Well, there's really no reason to do that. I mean, we were just having a discussion right there. Yeah, yeah, I know. From now on, if somebody has a problem with the check, fucking fix it. Sorry about the language, ladies. That's what I said to the ladies. Because at that time, I didn't curse that much. And if you meet me in real life, I probably don't curse. I actually do 90% of my cursing on the podcast, by the way. Back to the story. So pay them their fucking money. You're right. You should have a mechanism in place to do that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, You can go back downstairs to your meeting. And then he walks back down the steps. And everybody's looking at me like, did you just curse out the president of the company? I said, yep. You're going to get fired? I said, don't care. By the way, I didn't get fired. He's not an idiot. <laughs> I left on my own accord about a year later. But it just goes to show you, man, when you see when when people show you what they feel about you, when like the businesses sometimes will just go, look, man, you ain't nothing but a goddamn number. Go fuck yourself. Fuck them. Leave if you can. <laughs> I stayed another year. I wasn't an idiot. Because every time that guy showed up, he wouldn't even look at me. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing, Mr. Thomas? And everybody's like, is that the dude you cursed out? Yeah, it's the dude I cursed out. <laughs> I should curse him out. Um, no, you shouldn't. You're number 195. You might want to calm down, bro. <laughs> I was, it was funny. It was like, and I, I discussed, uh, like, uh, I think on one of my other podcasts when I was talking about when I was at the bank and um, I got, and I had a confrontation with those uh, people at the bank that were trying to make me take a damn um, a savings account when I didn't need one. And I was talking about how normal Ray, how it was like a normal Ray moment. That was I have had several normal Ray moments in my life. That was one of my most uh, fun ones because I was really pissed off at this guy. Not even for me, for other people. Because like I said, if somebody else needed that money, and this jackass, these jackasses wouldn't have done that for him because of what. And as it turns out, you know how quickly they were able to, to give me the check. It was it literally took them. Oh God! I mean, from when they decided to do it, it took four minutes. Four minutes they didn't think any of these people including myself was worth four minutes what does that tell you so i didn't mind getting in that guy's ass i was actually hoping he did fire me to be honest with you because then i because then as i was walking out i would have said what i really thought <laughs> but at that time in my life i was a lot younger and uh I was a lot more inclined to tell someone to go bleep themselves and, 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 and not give a crap. Now I'm much, much older. Not really. Yeah, really. And I have really, uh, really intelligent and pointed ways to tell someone to go fuck themselves without them actually knowing that I'm telling them to go fuck themselves. And I would have employed that tactic instead. But that was then and it was more fun to do it that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
That's what I'm saying, folks. Cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes. When somebody reduces you down to a number and shows you they don't give a crap about how you feel, get rid of their punk asses. They're not worth it. They're not worth it at all. That's all I'm saying. Segment over. Okay, you bastards. This has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. It's also known as S. Anthony Says. I am your host and was your host and will always be your host, S. Anthony Thomas. I want to thank you very, very much for, um, quite frankly, for everything. You know, you guys have been really, really cool. You've been giving me, uh, you know, I've been retweeting a lot of your good stuff and you've been retweeting a lot of my stuff because I've been, I've been listening to some of, the, some of the other podcasters out there and and uh, I appreciate you guys. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been listening um, actually now when you, I'm putting this up at midnight on Wednesday, which will actually be October the 22nd and, uh, October 22nd is actually the, the day I started doing this podcast. So it's essentially the first year, not essentially, actually the first year anniversary of the S. Anthony says podcast, because essentially I decided, uh, I actually went to the, um, I, I was re- looking listening to some of the other podcasts and uh, I hadn't even thought about doing one myself. And I went, you know what? That actually looks like a pretty cool idea to do. I, I would like to try that because, quite frankly, um, I'm weird. And I know there's a lot of weird people out there who want to hear an even weirder person, me, say some stuff. <laughs> At least I hope so, because I'm going to ramble this crap no matter whether anyone's listening or not. So the same day, I decided to check on the Internet. And I said, oh, I could do a podcast. Cool. And the same day, I put one up. Um, and that was my first podcast, October 22nd of last year, 2013. And at that point in time, over the course of the year, it took that podcast a year to get to a certain point uh, regarding number of listens. It took a whole year to get to that point. My last podcast, which was number 132, which is about a a week old because this is actually coming out and I'm doing once a week, shot right past that one in a week. The one that was, was sitting there for a year that had a popular celebrity's name in it was the most popular podcast I'd ever put up. And it was my first one because it was a pretty, it was a good one, I think. And uh, it was number one, the first one, obviously. And it did very well. And it did very well because I think it was, it was a good podcast. And also because it's been out the longest. It's been out the entire time. But the one I did last week just blasted right past it in, in less than a week. And the reason for that is because of you cats, because of, you know, you guys continuing to listen and, and because you guys are, um, telling people about the podcast and, and saying some really nice things. And, and I really appreciate that, man. I really do. You know, you know, I know that when I do the podcast, I say a lot of weird stuff and that's going to continue because I'm a, I'm a strange man. <laughs> and that's the truth. But, uh, it's nice to know that there are people out there who are almost as nuts as I am. And I appreciate you people for being the sick bastards that you are, you sick bastards. And I want to thank you for everything. Now we're going to be starting year two. And, um, now that I actually know how to do this crap, hopefully it'll be keep, it'll keep getting better and better. And I want to thank you guys once again for sticking with me. And please continue to tell your friends uh, about the podcast if you like it. If you like it, tell your friends. Suggest this podcast, damn it. And uh, if you're on social media, shout the podcast out, you bastards. And uh, if you have, if you're on a pod, whatever podcast you're on, give me some damn good reviews. I like when you say nice stuff to me that's wonderful and sweet and I, I, I love you for it. But damn it, write that shit down on some of these websites and give me some five-star reviews, you bastards. Don't make me fly to each country and slap the crap out of you bastards. Just give me some damn good reviews, you. 
actually, I kind of like when you write the emails to me and telling me that you love the show and then you tweet me and stuff. So that should be enough. But it's not enough, damn it. I want world domination. So every last one of you bastards, you know you love this crap. You're just as nuts as I am. I want some reviews, damn it. Put the reviews on iTunes and put some reviews on Stitcher and put some reviews on TuneIn and put some reviews on whatever podcatcher you're on. And I mean, I want five-star reviews. None of that four-and-a-half-star crap. Save that for other people. But for me, damn it, I want five-star reviews. In fact, if it's a five-star review, you find some way, damn it, to put six stars on there. That's right. And use words like genius, delicious chocolate man, god of podcasting. Put all of that crap in there, damn it, because I said so. (laughs) Much love to you all. I appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, The home base of the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. Um, I want to say to the people that have gone to the website to uh, santhonysays.podbean.com and, uh, and donated to the to the to the podcast. Thank you very much. For those of you that would like to do so, please feel free to do so because that's the only place you can do it. You can only do it at santhonysays.podbean.com. You cannot donate to the podcast on Stitcher or TuneIn or iTunes. And I'm going to keep saying that because I keep getting emails saying that they that they they can't find it there. You can't find it there. Damn it! It's at santhonysays.podbean.com. That's the only place you can do it. And for those that have, thank you. For those that want to, thank you. For those that haven't and don't want to, thank you anyway. Because if you're hearing this, you listen to the whole damn thing, and I love you anyway. That's right. I said it. I still love you, damn it. The email address is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for everything, you sick bastards. It's uh, my anniversary. It's one year that we've been together for the people who've been here since day one. It's one year of us being together. So I basically, I should be able to bang some of you because we've been seeing each other for a year. When are you going to start giving it up? Hmm? How long are you going to make me wait to bang? Some, I mean, thank you for being here for a year. <laughs> Did it get weird all of a sudden? I was just, I was about to say something nice and it got weird. It got weird, didn't it? It got kind of weird. Yeah. Should I, should I attempt to bang some of the new people? I should? Hold on. And some of the new people, I'd like to bang some of you too. I want to bang every... Well, just the girls. I, I don't want to bang the dudes. I want to high-five the dudes, but just bang the ladies. It's okay to say that, that that's not good. That, that kind of ruins the nice thing that I just said. It does. I should just... I should just go back and just say... I, I, I really... I kind of ruined the niceness of it. Is there any way I can save the niceness of it? All right, I'll try. Thank you, folks, for uh, listening to the podcast. I want to say very, very, very sincerely that you guys are the coolest bastards in the world, you sick bastards. Much love to you all. I will see you next week. And I will be just as weird as this, but slightly more because I get weirder as I get older. (laughs) Much love to you all. S. Anthony out.